Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Listen to Your Parents podcast. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Dan. We are here in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, and uh, we're going to go around the horn real quick. We're going to get into uh, some interesting stuff tonight. We have a very special guest. We're going to get to him in a second. But first, Jen, how are you doing? Um, I want to see my Groundhog Day. Yeah, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Oh, collaborate mm-hmm. at all? I wake up. It's the same thing every day. I go back to sleep. No, I wake up. Me. It's the same thing every day. Mm. I reached a new level of boredom. Yeah. <laughs> I can now paint my fingernails anytime. All right, listen. Introduce the disembodied voices really quickly. First of all, uh, uh, since this, uh, this this podcast is primarily about nepotism, we have uh, my cousin Chris and his wife Elena joining us from Buffalo, New York. Hey guys, hello. Hey, for the record, we are Bills fans. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and uh, strangely enough, joining us from uh, Elizabeth, PA, not far outside of Pittsburgh, also Bills fans, uh, our pals uh, Dave and Tina. That's us. How's it going? Also Bills fans, like Matt said, representing in the background. That's right. And uh, and Jen's a Bills fan, too. I am. Uh, So that's, like, that's a strong Bills fan ratio on this podcast tonight. (laughs) Um, The bandwagon that never emptied. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Let's uh, bring in our special guest this week. Uh, you may recognize him from the Fishing Without Bait podcast, also found here on the uh, Sorgatron Media family of podcasts. Jim Ellermeyer is with us. Hey, Jim. Oh, good evening. Good evening, sport fans. Uh, just, just as a little background, I'm a behavioral health therapist. I operate the Namaste Holistic Counseling, and uh, I could probably use some therapy myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm open for, to any suggestions and advice. Well, I mean, let's just, um, let me ask you real quick off the bat, what's your current life work situation? Uh, my current life work situation is that we're offering uh, teletherapy due to the uh, social distancing as a result of the uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So uh, life's, about, life's about adapting. It's about, it's about being adaptable. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the situations, every, every part of a life demands a new you. Absolutely. Uh, now quickly, we mentioned, uh, your podcast fishing without bait. Uh, for those who who have not had a chance to listen to it, uh, you want to explain to everyone kind of what that's all about? Yeah, sure. Uh, the producer of your show and also my show, uh, he and I were together a number of years ago at an integrative psychiatric facility called, uh, it's a French word meaning enlightenment through knowledge. And there we had a, we did podcasts, we did video, uh, podcasts with a physician assistant students that we mentored and we had a lot of fun doing it. So we developed this concept of, uh, most people have problems in their life because either they try to live up to definitive expectations and unrealistic ones that they've set for themselves or unrealistic uh, expectations that were put on them by other people. And what we try to do is help people to walk through life without definitive expectations and mindfully live their life. And we developed a concept called full impact mindfulness to explode into, uh, explode into your life rather than walk through your life with blinders on. Okay. 
Um, I um, one of your more recent uh, episodes of uh, Fishing Without Bait, um, I thought was very, very appropriate for a discussion with um, a group of overwhelmed parents, and that <laughs> is um, um, embracing uh, the little victories every day. Um, I think um, I hope you re- <laughs> you hope you're recalling what uh, kind of what I'm referring to. Sure, sure. So. Generally, we, most people, ruin their days before they get out of bed, thinking about everything that they have to do, all the tasks on their, on their list, and uh, we bog ourselves down. So what I help, try to help people do is to be like fishermen, throwing a net out, but normally what we haul in, we haul in the negative experiences, because most of our memories are formed by strong emotions and some Bad things are really strong emotions. So the good things, I try to help people uh, point out and be mindful and focus in on the good things in their life. So uh, I would suspect probably everybody has gotten into their car at one point and turned the key and it's not started. Uh-huh. How, how, how have you felt about that? <laughs> Did you remember it? So excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so how many times do you get in your car and you turn your key on and the car starts and you think, wow, that's a positive. <laughs> <laughs> Not as often as I should. Have yeah, I should <laughs> celebrate every one of those. <laughs> so, so that's a positive. And actually, if you looked at when things go right in your life that we, that we take for granted, and if we actually focused on that and said to ourselves, that's a positive, at the end of the day, your net would be so full you couldn't lift it. Sorry about the drive. Drive by my mind. No, not a concern. Glad to glad to glad to glad to have him. So what what we ask people is to be mindful, and pe- mindfulness is paying attention on purpose. You don't have to go over to Thailand, sit on satin pillows and orange and crimson robes, going mm, all day. Uh, oh, right it, now I really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> is that part of the plan here? Is that is that what you are you about to say? We're going to Thailand. <laughs> you know, uh, par- parents parents are allowed to be frustrated. Parents are allowed to be upset. Uh, there's a template out there, particularly for mothers and mothers come to me sometimes and they say, can I tell you something, Jim? And I say, sure. Uh, you know what? Sometimes I just, sometimes for an hour, I don't want to be a mom, but they're afraid to say that because they think if they say that they'll be branded a bad mama and go to mama prison. Okay. <laughs> but there is no mama prison. Okay. Then what the, here's what I'm talking again about these definitive expectations. You know, you have to love your children all the time. Well, what I, what I suggest to people. So everyone out there maybe has flown on a, flown on a plane. And when the flight attendant comes out and gives the oxygen mask instructions, who do they tell you to put it on first? Yourself. Or, yeah. Yes. Yourself. Oh, yes, yourself. So what I tell people is what's, is what's good for you is good for everyone. What's good for you is good for everyone. A rising tide raises all ships. Okay? Mm-hmm. So your children want you to be happy. They want to see mom happy. They want to see dad happy. They do. And sometimes we feel that we're everybody's entertainment directors. This isn't you're you're not running a cruise ship. That's okay. it. Yeah. You're not That's you're not running a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, what I impress upon everybody, everyone's 100% responsible for their health and wellness. Absolutely, 100%. You're important. You're important. You're important. You can't give to others until you've given yourself fulfillment. You can't give anything if there's nothing left to give. Well, I'm uh, I'm from the 12-step recovery world, and it's stay clean and sober and carry the message. And you can't carry a message if you don't have one. (laughs) So just uh, specifically um, with the last few weeks, Jim, uh, have you – has there been any kind of like consistent uh, thing you've been hearing from people um, and kind of in general uh, things that you feel like people are forgetting to focus on while we're uh, stuck in our homes? Here? Well, forgetting, forgetting to focus on the positives. And uh, one of the things I deal with is time. Time of all the substances on earth that's abused, time is the one we abuse the most. So, uh, what I suggest to people is, well, how many times have you said, well, gee, if I only had time, I'd get this done. When I get time, I'm going to do this. Well, now you do have time. Now you do. So the two most powerful words that are in the English language, I believe, there are the two most powerful words we can have is I choose. Most of the time we live our lives on I have to, I need to, I better, I must. Those are self-defeating words, and they they don't give you a choice. And I'm sure you've you say them to yourself. You say them to your children too. Johnny, you have to clean your room. Johnny, you should do better in school. All these type of things. So when we, if we understand and are willing to accept the consequences of our actions, everything in your life's a choice. If you say, "Oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I need to exercise. Oh, I have to pay the rent." Well, that's going to stink, okay? So if you would say to yourself, I choose to go to work as I want to pay the rent. I choose to pay the electric bill as I love Netflix. I choose to go to Aunt Mary's on Thanksgiving because my mother wants me to go and I love my mom. Uh, So when everything becomes a choice, I suggest to people that then they'll be free. Absolutely free. But when you walk through life with the have-tos, need-tos, and musts, you're sitting in your prison cell actually when the door is open. And what 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 have I been hearing? I've been hearing about boredom. Uh, I've been hearing about things that they can't do. And so many people talk about, gee, I can't go to the movies. I can't visit my friends. I I can't go out to the bars. I can't go to concerts. I can't do this. But then I turn it around and I say to them, well, tell me some things that you can do. Okay. So generally when I spend out, then I'll get your comments on this. Generally, when I speak at rehabs, I have them do an exercise and I'll have four or five folks uh, get up in front of me and I'll I'll ask them to pretend that I'm a smiling horse, okay? And I get a lot of comments on that. Uh, So they say, okay, so you're a smiling horse. And then I'll have them walk around behind me, and I'll bend over. And uh, I get some really colorful comments then. But I'll say, okay, what do you see? Well, you see the butt end of the horse. But then I ask them the question. I say, did the horse move? Did the horse move? No, no, they didn't. The horse didn't move. You moved. The horse has a front end and a back end. And unfortunately, most of the time we go through our lives and we try to manipulate people, places, and things to be like we want them to be, okay? The horse doesn't move. This pandemic, uh, the COVID-19, 
it doesn't change, but we can change our perspective. We can reverse the lenses in our glasses. Absolutely. It's all about perspective. Cool. And on a positive note, I feel like people have really been connecting in a completely different way than they had been. So, I mean, we all are kind of in the same boat because nobody can go anywhere. So now we're like, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so say more, say more about that. 90% of communication is listening, is, is active listening. And isn't, isn't it wonderful to be listened to? If you walk through if you walk through an assisted living home or some older people, one of the things that they they just are desperate for is someone to talk to, someone to actually listen to them. Because most of the time in conversations, we're thinking about things that we're going to say back rather than listening to what the other person says. Does anyone know what the sweetest sound that a person can hear is? Silence. It's the sound of their own name. <laughs> it's the sound of their own name. So when well, you're I mean, speaking, I've got a 15, 16 month year, a year old here, or six, and she is, she's crazy. Okay, good. <laughs> Sometimes when Take she takes a nap and Chase isn't telling me what his most recent Fortnite adventure was, it's quiet. <laughs> and well, it feels good. Uh, yes, yeah, that, that those those quiet uh, moments are excellent. Uh, <laughs> you know, we did a podcast uh, once on the, called the deafening roar of silence. <laughs> I find that the the kids have been more relentless lately about you know just demanding attention and time from us, yeah. um, even though you're around twenty four seven, and it gets exhausting, and you kind of have to. Um, like you were kind of alluding to a few minutes ago, kind of like taking care of yourself and recognizing that, you know what, I think I need to just kind of like chill for a minute alone. Uh, And hopefully your kids understand that depending on how old they are. And well, it's good to take a time out for your, for your little older children. What I always suggest is to differentiate the person from the behavior. Okay. So it's like, saying, uh, I remember dealing with some people. I, I don't deal with children, but I, of course I talk to them. I remember asking one boy, I said, Dad, tell me about yourself. And he says, oh, I'm a bad boy. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. How do you know you're a bad boy? Well, he says, well, my mommy tells me that. So when your child's misbehaving, it's, it's always good to say, uh, Tommy, I love you. However, the behavior, Arr! so how can we, how can we, how can we you and I work on that. So if we separate the behavior from the child, then they don't they don't have that self-fulfilling prophecy. They don't they don't identify themselves as fat or lazy or stupid or never will amount to anything or any of the other things that uh, sometimes we say in anger. Yeah, Elena yeah. here is uh, you know, um uh educated in being a teacher and she did a lot of preschool stuff and the one thing that she taught me as a young parent a while back was uh, uh, not bad people, but you can talk about making bad choices, right? You're making some bad choices right now. <laughs> and uh, so right along the lines of making that behavior is if someone's uh, being mean to someone in school, they're not a bad person. They're just making some bad choices. 
Right, and we can help people understand that there's usually three types of minds, okay? There's an emotional mind, which is reactive and self-gratifying. It's like a little one at the grocery store counter that grabs the candy bar or a or a shiny thing. Well, that's an emotional mind, okay? However, we need emotions. They color our world. They're our internal barometer. It shows how you feel, and it shows how I feel, uh, and we, we certainly need those, but acting on emotion certainly can lead us in a wrong direction and then there's a there's a logical mind that's uh that's like a mr spock mind a black and white thinking checkbook mind we need that too however an example that i give of a uh, logical mind is let's say we all decide to feed the starving children well that's a that's a wonderful choice however without adding any emotion into it, we spend the next six months trying to decide whether to feed the boys first or the girls first. So what we do is we try to develop a wise mind. A wise mind learns how to respond rather than react. A wise mind learns how to look at a situation rather than from it. Okay. So when we're inside of a situation, we don't we don't have a subjective view of it. In the twelve step world, we call it you can't read the label when you're inside the bottle. Uh, however, that works for that works for anxiety, that works for depression, that works for relationships. How many of you have seen a friend that was in a relationship and you're thinking to yourself, "Good God, this is awful! Can he see what's going on, or can't she see what's going on?" But if you mention that to your friend, they'll tell you to back off. And they'll tell you to get out of their business. But maybe later, they might come to you and say, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> so what it we sounds like that can do, apply to parenting, too. With the- yes, it can. So what we try to do, what we try <laughs> to do, is look at things without preconceived, uh, any, any preconception or prejudice to a situation. Uh, sometimes that's called contempt prior to investigation. Okay. What and sometimes I'll ask people, I'll say, okay, well, what do you know for sure? Let's check the facts. What do you know for sure? Most of the time we we give things on surmises. Most conflicts, misunderstandings and conflicts occur because we're assuming that the other person knows how we think, knows how we feel, and knows what our needs are. Well, you should have known I didn't want to go there. You should have known that I that I don't like that. Uh, so, and this isn't a sexist thing, but I, one time I heard a comic say, I'm going to open a restaurant and I'm going to call it. It doesn't matter because apparently that's my wife's favorite one. So, <laughs> so how many times does that occur? Doesn't that, that's, that's so frustrating. So your job with your significant others in your life is to share how you think, share how you feel, share what your needs are. And it's the other person's job to shut up and say, thank you for letting me know. Yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that's, I mean, I know that's come up uh, within the last week for you and I too, where it's been like, dude, I'm tired today. Or um, I think I've had it with the kids right now, you know, and just kind of yeah, not trying to be a, um, uh, not trying to do something you're not capable of, not trying to be a superhero and kind of accepting that, uh, you know, no one is going to make it. No one can go 24 seven the whole way. You know, eventually we're going to have to help each other out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And remember if you, if people quit bickering or quit having minor conflicts, then that means they just stopped caring. 
it, it's, it's a very good point when we realize that actually a, a healthy amount of fighting is you actually communicating what each other want. And if you can do it gracefully, then it doesn't come out to be a blowout, but there's no way two people can live next to each other without feeling out where those boundaries are. Yeah. We're finding a lot more boundaries now <laughs> that we're all in the same space. This all is a very time. strong growing time. <laughs> strong growing. Strong growing. Yeah. Well, what I suggest to people, and uh, you know, I'm not running the friendship club, so uh, if I I, I I intentionally frustrate people, so what I tell them is, being a mama, being a daddy, being a brother, being a sister, being a son, being a daughter, being a friend, being an employee, doesn't define who you are. It's your values and your choices and your non-negotiables that define who you are. And once you clarify your values, your choices, and your non-negotiables, you'll be a much better mama and a much better daddy and a much better partner and a much better brother, sister, friend, daughter, sister, whatever it is. So, and again, this is, this is, you're important. You're important. You're important. Well, I mean, hey, when it, I've, I do feel pretty important right now, considering that I, it feels like I'm, you know, you know, husband, father, teacher, yeah, groundskeeper, whatever. <laughs> well, these I am statements are very important. I am, I am, I am. Those validating statements. Thanks. Um, does anyone, Dave or Tina or? Christian Lane, any specific questions for Jim here? Well, Jim, so, it sounds like you've solved all of our problems. Yeah, well, everything's <laughs> done. That uh, you know, everybody's recovered. Uh, that's well. But uh, one of the most important things is to be able to uh, validate people. Most most people, if you go up and says, "Oh boy, I had a terrible day at the office," well, you should have heard about you. Well, you think you had a bad day? So mainly, we use non-validating statements. We try to make it about ourselves, okay? We try to you know, play, can you top this? Or we say things like, oh, you're so dramatic. Oh, you always get yourself in these situations. Oh, you're, you're crazy. You're that. Somebody comes to you and tries to actually express how they feel, and you're invalidating them. So remember, validating doesn't mean that you agree with them. It's like somebody's very angry, your son's angry, your daughter's angry, uh, they're, they're causing a fuss, whatever, rather than saying, what's wrong with you? How many times do we say that? We say to them, it looks like you're really frustrated, Mary. It looks like you're, you're angry, Tom. And that gives them an opportunity to say, yes, I am, and here's the reason why. Yep. Too many times we say, what's wrong? How many times you go into a doctor's office and ask, they don't ask you what's right, they ask you what's wrong. Mm -hmm. So how many times do you go to your, how many times do you go to your child or your partner and say, here's a couple things right about you. I just noticed a couple things right about you. Uh, maybe you can be playful. You know, you don't have yours as big as Dumbo the elephants. Uh <laughs> But I'm I'm more interested I'm more interested in what's right about people than what's the other way. No. Much. Be a better world. But it's important to remember that about our kids, especially. I feel mm -hmm. like like we're we're always like correcting, we're always trying to like 
be on their case because like they're us, you know, like they're, they're, they're our, adults. They're, yeah. and they're, your kids are so much older than other people's kids of the exact same age. <laughs> <laughs> like, your yeah. expectations are so much higher of your own kids than yeah. like somebody else's kid who is the exact same age of, as your kid. Chris went to a preschool class once and uh, there was a, a kid like scribbling was, like, desk. coloring all over the table. And he's like, oh, no, 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 honey. No, no, no. We don't, we don't, we don't color on the table. Where, meanwhile, if it was my own kid, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, okay, there might be a disparity here. <laughs> but it's well, definitely they- true, like, teaching, you know, the kids at home is just, um, it, it, there's a lot of pressure to, like, trying to, like, you know, educate your kids when, you know, I'm not a teacher, but, you know, I have to figure out some way to sit and process what he's being told to learn. And (laughs) what's that? Thinking as a teacher doesn't make it any easier. Okay. (laughs) Your own children in your Mm. own home is a completely different animal. (laughs) Yeah. They behave different. There's a lot of distractions at home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they're not prepared to learn at home. Like that's not the environment they're accustomed this to. This is their decompressing in. space. Yeah. 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 Versus like the pack mentality. When you go to school and you just see everybody else around you sitting and listening to a teacher, you're not going to go up to them and whine and say, I want some cheese. It's when's little mermaid going to be on? Yeah. And I, I like, we, like, we've kind of gone back and forth trying to figure out, like, does this work better doing, trying to do both boys at once or doing, one boy at a time. Uh, yeah. You know, we've tried to like seal off the dining room in a way and kind of made it like the zone for the yeah. schoolwork. Uh, and you know what? It's like, <laughs> it was going okay for a little bit. <laughs> it's not so much in the last day or so, but um. Well, for us, it's supposed to be spring break this week, so I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to. I'm sorry, I don't want to teach my kids. We're supposed to be on vacation. <laughs> like this is the week off. <laughs> And then Paul yeah. was like, no, 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 our, no, you'll teach them through the break too. Our governor has decided <laughs> that. But um, I think uh, kind of ask, kind of going back to the topic here is a little bit about is every child or is every person different that you should find if you're in these situations of teaching them by themselves, there should be like a, a different plan for each personality. Yeah. Try to fit mm-hmm. somehow fit to what they have. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's with Noah. He does better in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing we found out very quickly that our oldest is his zone is somewhere like right after lunch to like two p.m. Yeah. And if you if you can strike, then I don't know if it's the full belly or what, but for some reason Madeline's he's ready to go. Madeline's the opposite. If she doesn't get a start in the morning, the whole day is gone. Like she just yeah. cannot get so her back. Chase <laughs> seems to be right there at eight o'clock in the morning, game time, nine o'clock when school generally starts, that's when he has to do his work. So he'll get through his work super fast. There's, you know, sometimes we get some hiccups. He's getting used to it. But, you know, if that work goes past his 12 o'clock call, he starts getting antsy. He's like, I want video game time. I want to do stuff on my own. I want to play. I want to watch TV, whatever. Um, What grade is Jason? He's in second, and he's okay. doing really, really well. The other day, he was on a conference call with his teacher and his other classmates, and I'm up working in the in the room upstairs. And I heard him downstairs answering the questions, 
and his teacher is going, good job, Chase. And I went, woo. <laughs> and I did it like four times in a row. And uh, I could hear his teacher go, well, I guess someone's happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, have been, there have been hundreds of books written on time management, very few written on energy management. That's what you're talking about here. Okay. Everybody, when, when do they have the most energy? Your son uh, is from 12 to 2. So uh, then you do the things then. We, we, we want to do energy management. I generally ask people, I say, how long can you focus? How long can you, before your eyes start to glaze over and you're looking at the moon? Uh, usually for a lot of people, it's half an hour or 45 minutes. So what I used to do was ask people to time watches on their phone. However, uh, much to the producer of this program chagrin, I tried to disconnect people from a lot of uh, electronic media. Uh, so what I switched to was hourglasses. And I, I find that it's, and I use it myself because I'll drift off into outer space also. But I, I use like a half hour hourglass and I usually put it and say, okay, we're going to work on this for half an hour. I turn the hourglass over and I say, we're going to sit here until that last grain of sand goes through there. And I, I find that, I find that work. A little bit of a glitch there, but I'm, I'm guessing that you said that you assume that that worked well. So yes, um, yes, it, it usually, usually works well. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, there are some advantages to, you know, homeschooling. I mean, there is a flexibility that's available to you that is not there in school. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean if, it can, if it can be used to your advantage, I guess, um, you should try. It's just, um, it's hard to know. Um, it's hard to know if you're if we're doing this right or not, at least from my perspective, like, are we getting anything here? You know, is am I screwing, am I screwing you up anymore? Yeah. Am I making this worse or am I making you smarter? Well, they could probably, they could probably tell you that. So maybe you, maybe, maybe you've all heard the uh, phrase, God doesn't close one door without opening in another. Okay. However, we add yes. However, but it can be hell in the hallway. So sometimes (laughs) I'll just, so sometimes I'll just say people, okay, welcome to the hallway. (laughs) <laughs> how, how, are we, how are we going to navigate the hallway? Nice. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's a long hallway too. Like there's no there's true no end in sight. I, I, you know, we're getting a better sense of like, you know, different days when they want to kind of reopen businesses and, and do stuff like that. But, um, you know, well, in I general, know. we don't know how long we're going to be in this situation. So like, you know, that, that's another big challenge too. It's just not, not knowing where the finish line is. I feel like I wish I was more like our friends in Michigan and they've already determined they're home until they have to homeschool until like the first week of June. They usually go later in June, but they're they're the first week of June they're done. And then they have to go back a week early in August. At least they know, like they're just done with, they're going to be homeschooling mm-hmm. until August 31st. Like that's, yeah. that's the plan. And I feel like jealous, I, not because I want them home that length of time, but I feel like it's going to be anyway. And I just wish they'd call it, you know, mm-hmm. I just yeah. wish I knew like, this is it. And we're going to be fine until next year. So minds of uncertainty, when we have minds of uncertainty, they generally generate minds of anxiety, worry, and fear. So what I what we try to help people do is to get a mind of awareness and knowledge, okay? And sometimes we don't have that awareness and knowledge, and we want to go to the people who actually have that information. If you're uh, 
if your automatic transmission is uh, grinding or real slow or slipping, you don't go to the service desk at uh, the grocery store, okay? So go to go to people who actually have the knowledge. Well, we're coming up a little bit toward the, close to the top of the hour. I didn't want to let this episode go by without pointing out that my lovely wife um, celebrated a birthday recently. Yeah, and birthdays that. during this whole ordeal are fan. Fantastic, aren't they not? <laughs> 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 well, well, speaking for uh, I wish you better days, Jen. I, I'm hoping this is over by October because that's when my birthday is. So. <laughs> <laughs> you and Mason. You and October. Mason. <laughs> hey, well, Jen. Jen. Tina's got a birthday coming up. Yeah, yeah, Tina will be joining you in about three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Same here, same place. If we're still doing this in January when my birthday hits, I'm going to find something creative to do. <laughs> well, you know, we, no, I was just, I, I wanted to at least give a chance to mention what we did on your birthday. Cause it was a little, I thought it was pretty creative and I thought it was a nice day. So I don't think we're going to get in trouble for admitting that we did this. No. Did you leave the house? We did. We, we left, left the house, house and we drove an hour. We drove oh. an hour. <laughs> To Ohio Pile State Park, oh. um, which is sparsely populated mm -hmm. uh, with people, so it was um, nice. it was fresh air. It was a uh, uh, you fun. know creeks and rapids to look at. It was basically a nature walk. It was you know getting in and out of the car. People took turns yeah. walking down the steps yeah. to the water. Yeah, the few people that we saw were keeping a, a good distance a from good each distance other. Good distance away. Interesting. Um, Sounds nice. Yeah. And it was a nice way to get at, out of the house and kind of make the day special without, in my opinion, putting any lives at risk. So, okay. You could have lost high. somebody in the river, though. Well, that was, you know, that's a whole <laughs> ball of waxes, you know, trying to get out of the rapids. But, you know, we brought them all back. Oh, so. look, the water's fast. I know. <laughs> jumping off rocks and stuff like that. It's just, you know. Uh, but that's you know you know it's funny because like as a parent like you you see your kid they're, they're like near the rapids or they're you know climbing the rocks you're just like don't do that like your brain almost can like it's calmer handling that than it is like being stuck in the house you know <laughs> like next to like a raging river you know on, on like an overhang um it, but somehow you can handle that you know I know what to do in this situation but like in this situation right now. Yeah, not so much. Like the challenge. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I may have to dive in this river and rescue my child. That'll be awesome. I might what a great dad be, moment that'll be. I might have to be the bear. You, go, you, stare, you stare at the couch in dread, but the rapids. Yeah, this river, I could take this. Yeah, exactly. Don't jump off the couch onto your brother. Jump in the river. <laughs> to, to that point, there's two ways that we're trying to keep our sanity. One of them is to try to slowly find patterns to week. So obviously a Sunday can be different than a weekday. And and uh, Wednesday is has always been Elaine and I. We're Wednesday people. It's been that before it's we were. It's, it's silly, but it is. And so every Wednesday we try now. It's not at first, but now we're going to have like a game night or something like that where it's just the two of us. And the kids know. It's also their cue, like like just get to kind out of, of get here. out of here yeah. and it's nothing special it'll be like cards or whatever but we're, we're just going to do that just to keep a pattern going and then the other one was we, we found a couple of special things to do whether it's like turning a piece of cardboard and some laundry baskets into a game of skee-ball oh, and today was um a zoo day where we did a whole bunch of zoo stuff yeah so i'm like really not into the whole like 
let's make every day the most magical day we can. I just can't do that. To, to, to the point before, we can't be cruise directors, but... Um, uh, Catherine asked for a picnic, and I was like, all right, we can put a blanket on the floor and eat inside because it's snowing outside. So we, we had a picnic inside. She's like, it's like we're at the zoo. I was like, all right. So then I live streamed some like, gorillas in the background yeah. <laughs> and then we called today zoo day and then we decided that we should have other themed days because Not- at least it like unifies us we have four kids that are very different ages and so um it's hard to like have those in the crazy monotony that is our lives right now to have that like thing that brings everyone together instead of everyone going off into their mm. own spaces and so like we have like the theme it's like okay well it doesn't even have to be accurate or interesting at all but like today was zoo day so then we watched a zoo themed movie and we watched like the dolphin show at SeaWorld just because we wanted to have something that like we all did together versus like Dominic screaming Fortnite in the background or <laughs> yeah sorry if you can hear it. but and I don't think it'll be every day but we have a couple of other just once in a while having a day like yeah, that like that just a- breaks it up Something else to look forward to. Yeah, we, um, our oldest, one of the many who's gotten to have a birthday during this whole mess, uh, um, you know, got some money for his birthday, you know, can't go out and spend it. So we, you know, went online and we, you know, he found something he wanted and he ordered it and it tells you, you know, what day it's going to come. And now it's marked on the calendar. And I think he likes (laughs) Seeing that, like, something to, in a week, the thing off in the distance, to it's coming, you know. Yeah. I've got something to look forward to now instead yeah. of just like day after day after day after day. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe something like that can help uh, kids kind of get a grip on, you know, the love it. Also, uh, a side note you said you had to order something with birthday money. We like impulse bought this game. And it is like the most fun game. <laughs> you guys are looking for something to like spice up your lives. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! Hey, <laughs> the kids, the kids. it's called Class, and we got it at Target, and it was like twenty five percent off. And it's like made in Norway, but it's it's like magnetic. Soccer. It's like a little air hockey game know. about this gate big, and you and you. And there's you, like you magnets, and you like guide your person, but yeah. like. Josephine can play it and she's four and Dominic enjoys it and we play it like sometimes at night and it's intense and crazy, but it's it's totally worth it. Ours is like totally um scratched up scratched up from a place. Nice. <laughs> so it's a game that anybody can play. It's like a little air hockey Your thing kids with magnets. Would love it. It's super yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Very cool, very cool. That you will totally lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just I was just thinking you just reminded me now that um uh, a couple of days ago, I heard Quiplash Three is coming out. Oh yeah! Which is a great social distancing kind of family game. It is. Mm. It is. We play it. You know, the cousins and I. We play it all the time. I've heard a lot of. I've, I've been seeing a lot about it. What is it? I even saw a post from you. So I didn't read it. It's an online. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, figured, I figured I'd probably just ask you later if you brought it up. It's um, so it's actually like an online game that we've been Daisy. playing for a number of years, and it's always been an, an online, online game. game. And you can buy it on certain platforms, um, like PlayStation, and you can actually get on your Fire Stick TV. But basically, computer. your computer or your TV is your game board, and then everyone's phone is their um, like how they play, how they answer, how they answer yeah. questions. And there's like a variety of games on them. One of them is called Quiplash. 
and you have to just make silly answers. So everyone will get a couple questions and you give silly answers or, or something that you think is funny or smart. And then everybody votes on whose answer they think was the best. And so it's all interactive and it's always been online. But the cool thing is if you get it on a computer, like through Steam, you can share it through Zoom and you can play virtually almost as easily as you could so just you how, all in the same Just space. how we're all talking here and we can see each other now add the, the silly game where you're answering questions and, and it just it makes you feel like, like you're all in a room together uh, to, to play And it kind of gives you like a purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. Like instead of just like, so what are you going to talk about? Now you just have mm-hmm. a dumb game to play. So, so. the neat, <laughs> and, and the neat thing about it is that um, it doesn't matter if you have a neighbor or if someone in Utah or England, for that matter. You, you can all play the game. <laughs> and, it, and so now the neat thing about this whole situation we're in, it doesn't matter if they're down the street or across the world. They're easily, just as easily accessible. That's it's true, so yeah. interesting that way. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing we did for, for Easter was we, we had an Easter dinner with, with her side of the family and from different places. And we, we set up our dining room table like a, a TV show of Roseanne. We're all, we're all on one side of the dining room table <laughs> with a, one wide lens Zoom camera so we could all hang out and it was fun. Have a dinner together. But the wow. interesting thing about that is, like, we were able to celebrate with my nephew in Utah. And mm-hmm. had there not been a leaking electrical issue, also my my future nephew in England. So we had our our meal at one. So it was eleven o'clock in Utah and six o'clock in England, yeah. so that everyone could be there during meal time. <laughs> so just finding ways to connect to each other, even though we're not yeah, really. That's yeah. true. Yeah, if I get reincarnated, I want to come back as your kids. <laughs> wow! I mean, we we are pretty boring usually. Yeah. We, we we have very good Facebook lives. I mean, we, we, yeah. right we literally just yelled at all the kids to be quiet so that we could have this phone call. <laughs> I just remember, like, we didn't do the head count at the top of the episode. I don't even know if Jim knows you have four children. We yeah. do. So, yeah. yep, Dominic is twelve. Catherine 13. is he had a birthday a few weeks ago. Okay, so we have a I'm not a teenager. I'm not a teenager, Dad. You're not a teenager, Dad. We're still young. Um, right. So, yeah, 13, and then Catherine 10, is 10, eight. Madeline is 8, and Josephine is 4. And isn't it amazing how they're all opposites of each other? They how are. can you have four opposites? It's but... the craziest anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And oh, so inspiring. Too. <laughs> second yep. grade and littler. <laughs> and when they're the youngest, they're the most handful, aren't they? That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> Very the much word. so. Tina's like, yeah. It is the word. <laughs> yes. She was tired before this call. Yeah. <laughs> People say to me, like, I don't know how you have four kids. And they'll be talking to me, and they have, like, a, a four-year-old, or, like, a couple kids under four. And yeah. I'm like, you have You have it worse. worse. That is 100% mm, that's worse part. than what we're dealing with right now. Just wait till they... <laughs> Just give it a little bit more time, and it'll be a little bit easier. <laughs> uh, it, that's a hard one. Especially, right, especially well, when everyone working from home. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, great. A whole other thing. We haven't even gotten into that today, this week, but I guess working from home is going great. So we're not even going to get into it this week. Going so. great. Yeah, going great. <laughs> so um, great. We're adjusting. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. We're lowering our standards. Maybe it's the same. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, it's coming up on ten o'clock here on the East Coast. So uh, I think before we get out of here, we should uh, is it really? ask everyone. Is it really we should just o'clock? go around the horn here. And uh, let's see if we can get some final uh, words of uh, inspiration and encouragement for anyone who's listening uh, from everyone around here. And I'm going to make Dave and Tina start. So, <laughs> Well, I think 
that it was a big shock going into it originally. Um, and things are different and everybody's home. But I feel even though it's still hectic, there's a little bit more settling in. Mm-hmm. Like you're just kind of like, okay, this is how it's going to be every day. <laughs> granted, <laughs> granted, I've been able to get more stuff done this settle week. Settle in or settle. Um, you know, but not nearly as much as I normally do at work. But, you know, they let us build to pandemic downtime. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's a good thing. So if I need to help with the family, they let you build to that. I think I built probably 14 hours of that last week. Wow. Which is yeah. oh, that's a good chunk of time. But I didn't, you know, they didn't bust us or get mad at us for it. They right. know they put that there for taking care of your family. Sure. And that includes teaching your kids. Yeah. That includes changing diapers. That includes putting babies down to sleep. Yeah. Um, so I stress less about taking that. Yeah. Nice. And I think that's one thing that um, I feel better about because when I was going crazy the first two weeks thinking, I'm not getting anything done. I'm not getting anything done. They're going to start asking and I'm going to have to start billing to weird things and <laughs> lying about how much I'm, you know, <clears throat> working. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I didn't know how much they were going to check up on that, that pandemic downtime. And, you know, they re assured us this week that it's not being used for anything except for in case this happens again, that they can run data on. Oh, so nice. Tina, do you want to uh, add anything? No, I mean, we're coming up here on fifth week of <laughs> the new normal. Wow. Uh, not ending anytime soon. So yeah. yeah. each day has new struggles. Just get through it. Wise words. Mm-hmm. Personal <laughs> item? Uh, well. well, what you've always been saying to me, and now you're hearing from Davey too, which is you can't, no job should expect you to be at 100%. And for me to sure. kind of give myself the permission to do that and realize that my family and my marriage uh, sanity needs to come first too, because by the way, job, I have nowhere else to escape to. There's no office for me to run to. <laughs> Better be this one happy. <laughs> uh, and, and, and to take that pressure off. And, and I, I guess my, my word of wisdom, based on everything we talk about, would just be find ways to either break up the day, look forward to something in the future, yeah. um, and and uh, find just tiny ways of making the days creative. When we had the zoo thing, it wasn't like we had like this whole day planned out ahead of time. You oh, said, <laughs> you said today is zoo day. And then from there, it's almost as if you just kind of like, look, oh, we're eating animal crackers. It just zoo became, day. it became the world. So, <laughs> so those would be the, the things. Yeah. Uh, one thing to add from the um, work side of things mm. too. I spent probably three hours one morning, just granting people extensions. So from oh, she, that for her side job. of it, yeah. for her job, I don't she, even, I don't even question like yeah it's crazy right mm-hmm. now here you go here's more time go ahead take your yeah. time no big deal it's crazy for everybody so like from the work side we're mm-hmm. all like the entire world mm-hmm. i i have a my company is in england and the people that i work with are all over the world mm-hmm. it's a global thing and everyone mm-hmm. is in this together yeah it's crazy yeah yeah extensions um do you have any uh words of wisdom 
Well, uh, if you're looking for words of wisdom, you might be looking for someone else. Uh, however, however, what I ask people to do is to be good to themselves. And uh, I, that about the birthday present and marking it on the calendar. Everyone, everyone needs to have something to look forward to. If it's uh, so, we we want to change perspective again. There's a big difference in getting up in the morning and saying, "Oh, another day," or getting up in the morning and saying, "Oh, another day." Uh, it's just, it's the same words, but it's a different perspective and a different inflection. So uh, rather than people ask or think about what they can't do, I challenge people to think of what they can do. And you all are delightful. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, hey, thanks a lot, Jim. I really appreciate you jumping on. I feel like uh, hopefully uh, the listeners got something out of this. Honey, do you have any words of inspiration for people listening to you right now? No. Happy birthday! Our youngest keeps running through the kitchen trying to share his words of inspiration. (laughs) Hey, you know, Jim was talking about uh, little victories. Yes. You cleaned half of the bedroom today. Yes. That's an episode of what? I don't know what what episode of what, but... That's an episode of what? What a day! And uh, The feeling of accomplishment is almost more than I can bear. I am that bored. (laughs) What I really want to know is, did you find anything awesome when you cleaned up? Yeah. I oh. did. I found, actually, I found a uh, photo book I made back, oh. like, 1990 bills up until, like, 96 <laughs> of, like, training camp and, like, the games I went oh. to. Yeah. Yeah, why did you <laughs> stop after 96? myself. I'll <laughs> come back to the don't bills. Don't you go there. all this <laughs> podcast is about. A little bit of parenting, some drinking, and the I Buffalo found. Bills. That's all we talk about. She here. asked if I found, and that's what I found. <laughs> Who cares if I found kids of pictures of my kids that I can't tell apart? There's never been a podcast with a higher concentration of Bills fans created. And that includes the Buffalo Bills fans podcast. I like, there are more Bills fans on this podcast. I need a timeout. <laughs> Did you find a Don Beebe or Steve Tasker rookie card? <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue on. I have an autographed on BB picture of he and myself. Nice. Oh. Yeah. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? Oh my god, he's probably like 80 now. Ew. I had Jim Kelly sign a napkin when I was at a local burger place. <laughs> we have that. Awesome, we have though. it. Did you frame it? No. Aww. I don't have it though. No, you don't. No, you gave it to us. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, no, did you frame it? <laughs> it's with my Don Beebe picture. Yes. Did you find it in the bedroom? <laughs> it hangs up off the bed. Um, <laughs> honey, thank you for uh, coming on the show. <laughs> uh, Jim, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, Fishing Without Bait podcast. Um, part of the Sorgatron Media um, family of podcasts. Chris and Elena in Buffalo, thank you very much. My kid and uh, Dave and Tina. Uh, might as well be family down in Elizabeth. Thanks a lot, guys. And uh, thank you for listening. Check out Listen to Your Parents uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We'll see you next time. Stay strong. Later. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.